is the Parenting for Faith podcast from BRF Ministries. Parenting for Faith exists to help you help the children and teens in your life to meet and know God. We do this through online events, courses and resources, and you can find out more at parentingforfaith.org. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin. I'm your host and part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. This is episode 15 of season seven, the very last episode in our season. We have had a brilliant time. We have looked at so many different topics of things that you might come up against, things that you might want to talk to your children about, things that might affect you right now, things that might affect you in the future. And I bet you haven't listened to them all unless you're real hardcore keeny. So maybe while you're traveling over Christmas, while you're wrapping some presents, you might want to go back and see if there's any key ones that you've missed that you want to listen to. We're going to be talking today about bereavement and loss, um, how we can walk with our children and young people when they lose someone that they love. Um, We'd obviously hope that that's not something they have to experience lots in their life. But for all of us, it will something is something that we will come up against. And it's really helpful to have some language and some strategies and some ways to talk about that. So I hope you find that really helpful. As I said, this is the end of our season. Uh, we won't be producing one on Christmas Day. So uh, have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, a very happy new year. And we will be back in early January for our brand new season called Connecting with God Through... Now, we've got people from all sorts of different areas of life, uh, experts in music and acting and science and philosophy and being outside and all sorts of things who are going to be helping us to look at how we can help our children and young people to connect with God in those areas through those different things. Um, It's going to be really interesting, really looking forward to that. So to make sure that you get the next episode Um, make sure that you've clicked subscribe or follow. So if you're on your phone um, or on Spotify, if you listen via our website, just make sure you've clicked whichever one of those options are because we're not going to be with you for a couple of weeks and you want to see that pop up in your uh, notifications so that you get the next episode. But let's hear now what Abigail Richardson had to say about loss. I'm joined today by Abigail Richardson. Abigail is a qualified counsellor who's worked over several years with both adults and children. In recent years, she's increasingly seen how the Bible speaks to all of life, and she completed the Dynamics of Biblical Counselling module with BCUK. Um, Abigail now serves alongside her husband, who's the pastor of their small local church in London, and has recently had a new baby. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so we were just discussing how uh, it's sometimes a bit ha- a bit harder when you're sleep deprived to get all the words out in the right order. So uh, do not worry at all if uh, that's a little bit tricky today. We are just so grateful for your time and your wisdom, Abigail. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank you. So we're thinking today about the very sad situation of when our children or young people lose someone in their life that they love. It's obviously something that is really difficult and we we don't want it to happen, but pretty much everyone will experience that at some point, you know, whether it's a, a grandparent or a friend or family friend or closer family member, um, death is a part of life. And so it is something they're going to face at some stage. And uh, one of the key tools that we use at Parenting for Faith is framing. So it's all about explaining how the world works and where God is in that. 
And so I wanted to start by asking you about how we might frame death for our children. So maybe even when they're quite young, how do we start explaining some of this stuff? What sort of language should we use and and how should we bring it up maybe? I think one um, good way is to really just think about our individual child's right in front of us each mm. child is so so different um and so every parent you're going to know the even children of the same age the way in which they would communicate would be very very different so i would say get down to their level especially for very young children their mode of communication is going to come a lot through the way they play so you might notice that after some kind of bereavement they would begin to play slightly differently. There might be things that they're expressing through the way in which that they play. So watch out for those signals, look at their body language, um, look at somebody who maybe might be much more talkative and then they will suddenly become a lot more withdrawn. Um, so your interaction with that child will be dependent on what it is that they're showing you. And that would be, so we kind of think about the big areas of loss and grief within the family but also consider just like everyday everyday losses they've they've lost a particular toy look at how they've reacted to that particular thing look at the transition so when they've moved from one stage of school into another so being in primary school and going up into big school what was that like so the loss of all the the friends and um you know just being very very small and suddenly they're having to be in big school so as you deal with those different individual everyday losses, you're then going to see how you can then start to communicate in the way that is unique for your child, for that particular um, child. But in, you know, just really thinking biblically how we then begin to have that conversation with our children. Um, starting with scripture is, is always a good place to begin, um, middle and end. So go right from the beginning right into Genesis is going to tell you the story and remind us that we're living in a broken and sinful world. Um, and so, you know, even stories, I would say alongside your own Bible, looking at things like the big picture story Bible, that one gives you a full overview of scripture and it's in a child friendly manner. And you can really begin to tell the story of a world that was very, very good, that went very, very bad. And because of the sin that we committed, but God still had a very good story. Even as we're thinking about um, the story of um, Christmas and Jesus coming, you know, this God becoming man. And he came to put an end um, to sin and death. And so we're even able to bring in things like that. And if you think about death overall, you know, we're kind of preparing for that conversation. But sometimes you don't get an opportunity to prepare. Um and so during that preparation time, have these ordinary conversations with our children. Um, but one of the other things I would say is when it just comes on you, allow yourself as the as the parent to also be able to see so that your child can see you grieving um, as well, because um, sometimes we might want to shy away from that. Um, but actually allowing yourself to be able to process that grief, how you take that grief to the Lord is going to help your child to be able to witness how they also can begin to process that and also take their pain um, to the Lord. Um, letting it be something that this is ordinary. This is this is an ordinary thing, something something very sad 
has happened and our emotions are dealing with it and in different ways it would come out. So how do we begin to turn rather than sinfully maybe hitting and punching younger brother or sister? What can we do with all of that energy um, that would allow us to be angry, as the Bible says, but not to sin? Wow, there is so much helpful in that to pull out. I don't know where to go next. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, I mean, I love what you're saying there about this conversation and this learning and, and skill teaching, I guess, of our children and young people doesn't just happen with a big loss, a big grief event, but it's really something with that we can start coaching them with um, about in the everyday mm. that there are so many little losses, little griefs. And yes, it's, it's different to when it's something really big, but that actually those are opportunities to understand how they respond and how to, how to coach them. And I'd love to that you highlighted that parents and carers just know their children best. And I know you're, you're going to suggest some different resources and we've got lots of places we can signpost people. But I really want people to take away from that the confidence that God has placed you in your child's life to guide them and help them. And particularly if you're grieving yourself, you might feel really um, weak and low and ill-equipped, but actually you just being real you sharing and showing your grief creating a window into that yeah they might not want to you might not want to show them hours of sobbing and screaming and ranting Mm -hmm. um but can you show can you give them a little window into that can you show them a little bit about it or talk about it afterwards and say do you know actually there are different waves of grief and uh today mommy's feeling a bit better but last night I was just so angry and so sad that this had happened I just was telling God all about it and punching a pillow or or, you know whatever it is just to unpack for them that this is a part of death is a part of life inevitably um and that it's okay to journey and and kind of process that with God yeah that's so helpful thank you and what about you know when when they do hit those those really big grief and loss moments i guess for many of our children it's going to be a grandparent or a a family member or a friend when it is those those much bigger really real events and we're thinking about um going to funeral you know giving them that news going to funerals all those kind of things um do you have any advice on kind of how we journey with our children through those moments I think, um, again, it's going to be different for different um, families. And so I think, you know, for some families that the right thing for them would be to allow the child, depending on their age, to go with them to the funeral. Um, so to be able to have um, all of the way in which it's all processed with the family for the child to be a part of that. And I think that's important that, you know, they're allowed to be able to do that if that is the best thing for that particular family. Um, So the child hopefully would then be able to witness other people around them. So, you know, a togetherness of the family. So the grief being something that they're journeying with um, others who also really cared for them. I think being very, very mindful that, you know, at different ages and stages, children are going to... um, they might then remember. So a child who's one age, actually, as they grow, it may come out, whether it's in their behaviour or something else later on. You might also assume that that child isn't really grieving because the expected way of responding isn't something that you're looking out for. But later on, at a different stage, then you start to see um, certain things. And so um, how you begin that journey now, ultimately, we always would turn to the Lord. Um, So 
I would say even again, it's just thinking about, well, how, how am I turning to the Lord in my laments? So a particular scripture that would be helpful is Psalm 46. Take your children to scriptures like that as well. That can be really helpful. And so um, Psalm 46, one, two, three says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we do not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble. Um, and then we we just, we continue on. And it reminds us that actually God is, that, that particular scripture goes on to talk about how God is our present help in time of need. Um, and so, where is the Lord in our pain? He's right there. So we're, we're trying to help our children to be able to hold on to this Lord that actually I'm I'm hurting today, mommy. I'm hurting today, daddy. This is, you know, I'm feeling very, very sad. What can we do with all of that sadness? Let's take it to the Lord. Um, and as I mentioned earlier about children learning through play, they, they might, you know, be wanting to um, draw certain things they might even want to draw pictures they also might want to write out what are some of the things that they're really thankful for about the person who's who's gone and um, maybe some of the memories that they're reminded of that the lord allowed them to be able to enjoy with that individual and so it's it's worth you know helping them to explore all of that um together as well mm. yeah so helpful and i do think there are more options sometimes now as we were talking about funerals, you know, I'm thinking of a situation in our family where it just wasn't practical to take the children. Um, mm. But we wanted to, to help them through that process. But it was recorded because it was live streamed. And actually, that gave an opportunity for us as parents to, to watch it and do our own grieving and processing, and then watch it with the children and them to um, have that experience and you know, we could talk loudly over bits and all those kind of things. And that still worked. Um, but yeah, I think people can feel very concerned about how children are going to react and respond within funerals. Um, but it's like anything else, isn't it? It's about framing, talking to them about what's going to happen in advance, being with them during and afterwards. And as you say, it's going to be different for different children, whether or not that's appropriate. Um, and I love too how you brought the Bible in there and just... Um, equipped them really to say the bible is our our source of strength and comfort it points to jesus and these are verses that are helping or encouraging or comforting me at the moment no they don't make it all better it's not neat and shiny and it's fine because the bible says it is but actually you know some of those psalms are real they're written from a real place of desperation and sadness and and just helping children understand that that's what it is and they can come to God like that. And sometimes when you don't have your own words, it's useful to use someone else's words. And the Bible's full of words of people grieving and lamenting. And yeah, so helpful. Thank you. And you mentioned there a little bit about being thankful and remembering some of the good times. And we don't want to rush children into that, obviously, if that's not where they're at. But we obviously know that children can learn a lot by going through a difficult season of loss. Um, I just wondered if you had anything to share about how we can grow something positive and beautiful in their lives. We think of this as just being a sad and difficult topic, um, but there can be really beautiful things too, can't there? Yeah, I think, you know, it's the opportunity to um, 
lean on God and, and the strength that he gives you. So we, we're, we're reminded, you know, as, as adults, that it's in our very weakness that his strength is perfected. So the scripture reminds us of that. And so it's moments of suffering that we get to lean closer to the Lord and opportunities for our children to be able to see that happening, you know, in, in live action. Sometimes as well, one thing that grief does is it also brings our families closer, especially our church families. And so we think about the, the body of Christ that maybe mommy might not be feeling like, you know, um, making food because she's really in a state of grief. But somebody in our in our church is then able to come in and say they just drop something at the door. They might not come in, but just dropping something at the door. So, again, children are then witnessing others in our family our wider, extended, and ultimately our forever family, really supporting each other. Um, and so again, for children to be able to see that, I think that's that's a really good thing. So whether there's, there's days where the, the child may or may not feel quite tearful, being okay to be tearful and not to be tearful. So sometimes, you know, some people may say, well, if you're crying or not crying, um, then actually the not crying means that you're very strong. Um, but actually that the, the, the person, the child who's not crying may also be really grieving just like the adult. And so helping children to be able to see that it's okay to be able to do both and that the process may be long, it may feel a little bit shorter, but we're not doing it on our own if we're in the Lord. And that ultimately Jesus coming brings an end to sin and death. And so yeah. really bringing that home to a child, um, you know, and, and the opportunities for the gospel is is continuous, but especially in areas of grief and suffering, you can bring in the gospel. What does what is our hope in Jesus? What does that mean in a time when we're suffering like this, in a time when we're, we're grieving? There is going to be a day where actually our tears will be wiped away. That day will come. And so we can we can grieve with that hope. So there's a difference that being a believer makes. And again, that's the opportunity to bring, into the, to bring in the gospel again and mm -hmm. for children to be able to grasp a hold of what that means to be in pain, but to still be holding on something good. And, and, I, and we are able to do that because as adults, we will do that in our own way. But if children are witnessing that and they're able to, in a language that's helpful for them, as long as it's actually what the truth of the word says, um, I think it's you know immensely valuable as compared to somebody who doesn't know the Lord. You've got a hope. We we grieve with hope. Yeah, and that changes everything. And you're right. That's probably not a conversation that you're casually going to bring up, but if you're in it, they can see and experience how mm. how you walk that process and all the complexity and the nuance of the now and the not yet and the the loss, but the hope for the future and all those kind of things. And I love what you pulled out is two different ways that we can equip our children there. One is equipping them to walk through loss and grief. It's something, you know, that they will experience multiple times throughout their lives. And so we want to walk alongside them. We want to co-journey with them and say, here are, here are some ways it can look and here are some things you can do and some ways to find uh, things in the Bible and to go to God with it and all that kind of thing. But you also talk there about how to um, support other people in a sense. So that really, really practical example of taking over food to someone who's grieving, you know, 
uh, my hope would be that my kids would remember that. And then when someone else is grieving, whether it's when they're five or 15 or 35, that they think, hey, let me just ask God how I can help them. And maybe it is dropping off some feed or being there and just listening. But we can kind of model some of those different ways to be a support and be God's family together and and journey alongside people. Yeah, so beautiful. And um, just to wrap up, really, I just wanted to ask you about resources. Um, You've so wonderfully explained that all children are different and you know your children best. Um, we've got a few, we've got a grief post on our website with some resources and I'll I'll pop that in the um, show notes. But I think you had some suggestions as well, Abigail. Yes. Um, so Joni Erickson Tada, um, she's an author and um, speaker. And she's written a book, children's book, which is called the awesome super fantastic forever party so it's just that's everything to do with our hope of um heaven knowing the lord um but it's it's such it's done in a very very child friendly way really brings in the good news helps us to keep christ in mind um and but but really thinking about what heaven is like and and the joy of that so for children to be prepared for that um yeah the, the excitement of that is 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 a is a great thing so i've i've enjoyed that there's another one called goodbye to goodbyes um by um lauren chandler so um matt chandler's wife so matt chandler is a pastor in america and she's his wife and she's written a book and um she actually wrote it whilst her husband um was unwell um he was diagnosed with cancer at the time and this was a book that she wrote for her children goodbye to goodbyes um and for other parents um to be able to really think about loss and death and and what it means so so a day when goodbyes will will be no more um, so it's done again in a very, very child friendly way. And I would I would really encourage um, people to go and get that. There is um, one more book. It's called Grief and Your Child, Sharing God's Comfort in Loss. So this is an ebook. It's um, it's by somebody called Bob Kilman, spelled K-E-L-L-E-M-E-N. He's a yeah, biblical counselor. CCEF are quite a very good resource. Um, also, BC. UK, so Biblical Counseling UK, but this particular book is called Grief and Your Child, Sharing God's Comfort in Loss. Very, very short book. It's it's more like a booklet that you can get. And um, again, it's just very, very helpful tools um, in helping your child um, as they experience loss. Fantastic. Abigail, thank you so much for all your thoughts and your wisdom and just bringing your expertise to this. Um, We're so grateful for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And as always, we're going to end our podcast with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. Today's question is, what's the hardest goodbye you've ever had to say? I hope that provokes a really interesting conversation. As I said at the beginning, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast or following us so that you can see when we relaunch in January with our brand new season, all about connecting with God in different ways. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.